Hello, and welcome to State Road 49, an audio program that shares extraordinary stories from common people. My name is Aaron Freinberger, and joining us today is Kaylee Ross. Enjoy. grew up and had like a pretty normal life, I guess you'd say. But I was raised by my mom, my grandma, and my great-grandma. So we had like a really large family, I guess. My dad passed away when my mom was pregnant with me, so I didn't have like a father figure in my life. There's, I don't really know too many details about it, but it, it was, I think it was a heart attack because of drugs, so I lived with all of my family until I was about eight years old. And then I moved out with my siblings and my mom. And we lived together for five years, but every weekend I would visit my grandma. So even though I didn't live with my grandma, she was still kind of raising me. My mom had bipolar disorder and she was kind of unstable. Um, there were just things that would happen that you know my grandma would have to come get us for or whatever, just different things. She was like, she would drink on top of um, the medicine that she had to take for bipolar disorder. When I was in sixth grade, my mom committed suicide. When people asked about my mom, like of course I told them that my mom had passed away, but I wouldn't tell them any details because I didn't want people to feel sorry for me or like, I don't know, I just, I just felt kind of ashamed of it, I guess. So my grandma was like always my rock. Losing my mom was the biggest thing that had ever happened to me, like the most traumatic thing that had ever happened to me. So my older brother had a ton going on. He was the one that found my mom and he, uh, his girlfriend was pregnant with his daughter, who, you know, is born now. Um, and uh, he was gang-affiliated. He was out of a gang, but he really wasn't. Like, once you're in a gang, you kind of don't get out of it. Um, and then he had done things because he was in a gang. So there was a lot of things that were coming up in trial, and, you know, like, he'd be dealing with that soon. And uh, so after I lived with my grandma, about four months later, my older brother committed suicide. And this all happened when you said you were eight, I believe? The move, yeah, was when I was eight. So my mom actually passed away when I was 12, and my brother too, because it was only four months later. So I was about 12 years old when this, this all happened. I can't wrap my mind around it. I mean, how does a 12-year-old deal with that? Honestly, I had a, you know, with my mom, that was the first thing that had ever happened to me. and. My family did really come together because of that and really any death in the family. So I had like close family members who were with me and a lot of support. Um, I didn't really talk about it. My family started going back to church a lot. So that was, I think, a really good thing for me. You know, I had a lot of people there that were my family. The church I went to was really small and they, pretty much a lot of them were my family. So they knew what had happened but I didn't have to explain what happened to me. And they loved me through it, and they didn't, like, 
make me feel like they felt sorry for me. So that was like always an awesome support. Like they were always really encouraging and that was really good for me. Um, but yeah, it didn't make anything easier with like my friends and stuff because 12 year olds like play outside and I was dealing with like a bunch of crazy stuff. I was the one that found him. So that kind of caused like a lot of um, trauma in my life and a lot of things came along with that. I had to go to a psychiatrist, me and my younger brother did. And I was terrified to be anywhere by myself. There were a lot of times where I couldn't sleep, so like my body would react to it and I would like hear things and kind of like, seemed like I went crazy. And um, so that was really hard. Uh, I struggled a lot with that. And I think because of my mom and my brother passing, I had a hard time relating to people my age because you know I was still really young. I was still a middle schooler and nobody had been through something like that. So I felt like people always felt bad for me and I didn't like that. I didn't know anything about um, mental disorders and I didn't understand what that meant. I was only 12 and I didn't know that. I, I hadn't heard of people, you know, killing themselves. And, and if I did, it was something that was like on the news or something. So for it to be in my family and for me to be the kind of person that doesn't want people to feel bad for me, I just didn't want people to know, so. And I can imagine there's some extent of people, you just want people to like you for you. Yeah, yeah, right. I don't want them to feel bad for me and then want to cater to me because of that. After my brother had passed away, a year later was when I decided that I wanted to be baptized. So I had a fairly good relationship with God. Um, I was going to church a lot and like learning a lot about who God was and what he meant to me, I guess. So in 2010, I um, was baptized. And then a year later, my great grandma uh, passed away f just from old age. She was 98 when she passed away. So, you know, she was like a really important person in my life, but I guess that one was a little bit easier to deal with. Not that any death is easy to deal with, but um, it was natural and it was something we expected, you know, like she was in hospice care. And then when I was a sophomore in high school, my grandma was diagnosed with lung cancer and grandma was always my rock. So that was something I didn't really want to believe and didn't really want to think was going to like take her life really soon. We worked it out to where when my grandma did pass away, we'd be moving in with my sister who I live with right now, um, which is, and I'm saying we, and I mean me and my younger brother. So we both live with my sister now. Um, my grandma passed away when I was a junior. Losing my grandma was really hard. But I think I had a, a particularly good relationship with God. So with that comes, you know, a lot of support and I was able to manage with that. I started to get to know the youth pastors here. I became a part of the youth group. And it just one day, uh, I was here early because I started singing on the worship team. I went into the youth pastor's office and I was just talking to them about, like they were asking me about my day or something. And I don't know where it came up, but they asked about like why I moved or something. And it ended up being my entire story came out and it was a lot of tears like I am right now. And that was the first time that I shared my story with anybody. Um, And I remember it made me feel really awesome because I didn't feel judged and I didn't feel like 
they felt bad for me. And I remember thinking that because Pastor John, he knew I was crying, so he like grabbed some sour skittles out of his desk and just threw them at me. And he was like, it's gonna be all right, like keep going. And they were just super interested. And they talked about how they understood that it was hard for me, but they didn't feel like they didn't tell me that they felt bad for me. And I just felt supported and I felt loved. Was there times when you just felt like the whole world was against you? And I mean, how did you react to those feelings? Um, I didn't ever feel attacked and I didn't ever feel like anyone was to blame. Um, I think I just kind of took it as it was. So the, I, didn't, I didn't ever feel like anger besides when I got to a point that I was mad. Um, at, you know, like my mom and my brother for like choosing to leave us. But other than that, there was like no anger that came along with it, so. Where did you find the strength? I'd say that, you know, it sounds cheesy, but I found a lot of strength in the fact that I had a good relationship with God and I had people that supported me. And even though I was going through a lot of stuff that was challenging, I had people that were there for me whenever I needed something. Um, so I never like struggled, I never lacked in anything. Did you feel you were going through this for a reason? I mean, there's that kind of, sometimes that myth, I guess, that you're going through something and there's a reason for you go. I mean, what's your philosophy on that? Yeah, you- okay. Um, when I was going through it, I didn't feel like I was specifically placed in it like as, oh, well, this is a test for you. I never felt like that. I never felt like it was a burden to me, but I I did always feel like I grew a lot from everything that I went through. I think with every loss that I experienced, there was always growth that came out of it. I became, you know, really mature at a young age. I realized how fragile life is, and I grew up in the fact that I understood how much my family meant to me, and I understood how important it was to appreciate the little things in life. You said you felt like you had to grow up. You had to become more mature. Particularly for my brother, I always kind of um, looked out for him and what he was going through because sometimes I had to be his voice. Even though he was only two years younger than me, I kind of acted a little bit parent-like for him. Um, and then also, you know, like I, I have nieces and nephews that kind of pushed me through and I wanted to be a model for them. I wanted to be somebody that they can look up to and see, you know, like you can go through all these terrible things, but like life still goes on and you can still have amazing things happen for you, even if you've gone through things that you wouldn't choose. So my brother, he's came a long way too. There was like certain times where he struggled and he's the type of person that doesn't like to talk about anything. Um, I am, I love to talk. Tyler wasn't, so I think he struggled a lot um, at certain times, but he ended up getting like close to people here at church and like getting involved with the youth group. And he's actually came a really long way. And you know, he graduated high school just recently and he has really good plans for his future and I'm really excited for him.
when I was going through psychiatry, um, I think it was too new for me to actually gain something from it. Do you think it was the age, or do you think it was the content, or...? I think it was how soon I was going through the, what, I don't through psychiatry that uh, it didn't help. Um, I was really angry that I, I was going to it. Um, not that I was forced to go to it, but I didn't get anything out of it, and questions that they asked me made me mad because they would ask me, like, what would you uh, say if you had one more day with your mom? And I was like, are you kidding me? So I didn't... I didn't really like get anything out of that. Um, and me and my brother did together and neither one of us felt like we really got anything out of that. But when I did start coming to church, I just felt like like the people here really cared for me. And you know, I wasn't just telling them how I felt so that they could diagnose what I was going through, you know. They were just there for me, so it felt super genuine. They just weren't trying to stick a name on something. Yeah. They were trying to be compassionate. There was compassion, real compassion. Mm -hmm. If you had to tell somebody, a friend, a piece of advice from what you went through, what, what would you tell them? What, what do you think you've learned overall? I think I noticed myself telling my friends uh, to really appreciate all the people that are in their life right now, um, even in the hard times, because it's not easy to have a relationship with somebody so there's always things that come up and you always get angry about it but I think I appreciate even small relationships even better than I always have so I think I find myself telling people to like just really take life in and just really take it like day by day and just um, have those real relationships with people that they come in contact with um, when you know like people are going through loss I think I um, really focus on what memories they've had with these people uh, because I think that's what has helped me a lot with what I've gone through is just remembering, you know, all the good things that I've, that have come out of that, you know, like what my mom taught me and what my brother, like what impact he had on me. So I think that's the most important thing is just like remembering the quality time that you had with them and like who they were to you. The story really begins when you're eight and now you're looking into the future. What does the word perseverance mean to you? Oh, that's a good one. Let's see. Perseverance to me is being able to pick up where you left off and it just leads me to like the idea of, of resilience and just being able to take what you've got and just deal with it and be able to take something out of it no matter what it is, you know? Less things have happened to me and I'm willing to give up on everything and here you are between the age of 8 and 17 when it seems like your whole world is crumbling. I mean, what was, what, what, what drove you? Um, yeah. I think the biggest thing about perseverance is that everyone has it, but you have to go through something to be able to show that in yourself. So there were a lot of times where I went through something and, you know, before I had thought about it and it's like, oh, well, if I ever lost my mom, like, I, I wouldn't want to live life. And then, you know, I was dealt that card and, and, you know, God showed me through that. And I, I never wanted to give up on God because he had given so much to me and, you know, the, the family that I had within my church and just my family in itself that there was just so much love, there was just so much support that there was nothing for me to give up on. I, you know, life was hard and things that we were going through were hard, but there was no reason for me to give up. If you're negative about what's going on, then 
what you're going through is always going to be harder if you're trying to make the best out of everything and just appreciate what the good things are through the bad. Um, you're, there's always going to be some kind of benefit to whatever you're going through. I think that my perspective was different because that was my way of handling things. That was my way of coping with everything that was going on. Um, so I think I kind of came out one step ahead because I was always positive in, in certain situations. Not that, not that you know, the, these things were easy, but at the end of the day, you know, like I knew that I was okay and that life was going to move on and things were, you know, going to look better tomorrow. Life gives you the tools to become who you should be and who you should be for other people. So, for example, you know, I've been dealt things that were really hard at the time, but now I'm becoming who I feel like I'm meant to be. I feel like I have a purpose and a calling, and I think right now my uh, biggest goal is to when I graduate college, I want to become a juvenile probation officer so that I can be, you know, a positive person and, and somebody that can just guide young adults that are going through trouble like my brother was and just be able to be there for them and, and just support them. So I think that when you go through whatever issues you go through, it kind of leads you to where you're supposed to be or how you're supposed to be serving. Kaylee Ross, who we would like to thank for sharing her story. We'd also like to thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the program to hear more. I am Aaron Freinberger, and this has been State Road 49. State Road 49 is produced by Aaron Freienberger, Matt Willingham, and Garrett Schultz. It is executive produced by the Heartland Christian Center. Visit their website at hcc3d.com. That is hcc3d.com. This episode was recorded, edited, and mixed by Garrett Schultz. For more information about the program, visit us at facebook.com stateroad49. This program was produced in Valparaiso, Indiana.